People of God, we gather as saint and sinner, loved and forgiven, broken and wandering, named and healed, torn and trembling. We gather to hear the voice of God speak into our shadows. We gather to sing the praise of God, who is light over any and all darkness. Amen. Please stand as you are able. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not given to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. The word of the Lord. God's grace, God's peace be with you all. We started seven weeks ago with ashes. Ash to ash, dust to dust, and now we find ourselves framed by what we know to be Holy Week, the march at this end of three days, Monday, Thursday, the Mandate Day. That is, if Jesus has done something for us, we are invited to do the same for others. So it is that he washes the disciples' feet as a sign of deep humility for the work he has done with them for the work they will do on his behalf. What follows Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. The great day of death on the cross, which included burial in a borrowed tomb. And then, the glorious day of celebration called Easter. Stone rolled away, Jesus nowhere to be found, prompting the heralded phrase, He is risen. The text selected for today from Paul's second letter to the Corinthian community is not complex. Its deep simplicity speaks for itself. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, clay jars, clay pots. The treasure we discover through Paul is that God will shine in and through us even though we are just clay pots. Clay pots, delicate, often chipped, easily breakable, modest, with no reason to boast at all. In fact, clay pots are designed to contain something else. 
designed to be a container, to be a habitation for another. To stretch that metaphor just a bit, holy habitation for the divine. Yet all too frequently, we can get wrapped up in the clay jarness of life in ways that are not helpful. We might move into the idea that in order for God to be planted in my life, I must be perfect. Or we might head in the direction of trying out, even with God at the core of my life, planted deep within, I'm supposed to daily live a perfect life. Or perhaps we might wander into, I have the love of God in my life. And because of that, I assume that all of life should be wonderful and good and easy. And then there are these kinds of moments. Struggles with alcoholism become family matters. Addiction to internet activity steals face-to-face contact time. A desire to be an ever-increasingly right individual separates us from our work partners. Impatience that reveals an attachment to power or just generally being a grumpy pants so you can get some manner of attention, clay pots. And this is what it sounds like. We take all of these clay jar moments and we declare God cannot, God would not, God should not use me as a witness. I am, after all, so imperfect, broken, cracked, chipped, all over the place. Really? Where do we get that kind of understanding? Is there any evidence in Scripture where God only picks perfect folks? Or that Jesus gathers up all the sharp knives in the drawer to be the disciples. Or that the Holy Spirit only descends on the bright, the beautiful, and beyond articulate to share the message of God. In fact, quite the opposite is true. God has used clay jars cracked pots, afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying within the death of Jesus for one soul purpose, to declare that God will use 
every manner and every means possible to share the good news of forgiveness, grace, and mercy. And God chooses us. Clay pots. Amen.